A Naperville apartment complex could fetch $100 million as its investor is looking to cash out as suburban apartments have performed well during the pandemic. And Cameo's new funding increases its value to $1 billion as the startup that sells celebrity shout-outs to fans says that it scored another $100 million in investment from some big names. Cranes reporter John Pletz joins me with more about the Chicago startup. You know, it's sort of a new category. And they've got some competitors as well. Um, who've recently raised some money. You know, that's really what you're going to want to see is can this company get bigger, adding investment, adding products, adding employees. I'm Amy Guth, and this is Crane's Daily Gist for Wednesday, March 31st. When it comes to a professional like your doctor or lawyer, you want someone who knows you well. Wintrust believes you should have the same relationship with your banker, someone you can call directly and know they'll understand your concerns. Thousands of local business owners called their Wintrust banker when they needed Paycheck Protection Program loans. They called, Wintrust answered, and helped more than 11,000 local businesses secure funding. Learn more at Wintrust.com slash Daily Gist. Member FDIC. Chicago-based Cameo, which is the startup that brokers celebrity shout-outs for fans, says that it has new funding that's bumped the company's value up to $1 billion. Crane senior reporter John Putz joins me now. So, John, tell me about this company and this investment and what it all means. They got started with this uh, idea of allowing customers or you know, just the general public to pay celebrities for you know, a video shout-out. And it, you know, it started, to, started to grow and then really took off. And so the company just kind of exploded um, out of nowhere. And that's been, you know, the, the first thing that happened was a couple of years ago, they got a big investment from Kleiner Perkins, which is one of, you know, the biggest names in, uh, in venture funding. And then today they, you know, they added another $100 million and now they're valued a little over a billion. So, you know, clearly that, that company is, is on the rise. And who are the new investors that are involved in this round of funding? It was led by uh, e-ventures, but also uh, the investment arms, both at Google and Amazon. They also got funding from Valor Equity here in Chicago, which is a large fund. So brought a lot of very well-known uh, players to the table. So you know you get uh, Amazon and Google and, uh, and Kleiner Perkins uh, all back in the same company. It definitely attracts notice. And, and Tony Hawk is involved in there somewhere, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Hawk is also uh, an investor. So, yeah, just a, a lot of well-known names and faces uh, at a company who makes its living you know, off well-known names and faces. There's a detail in your reporting that I thought was interesting of how Cameo has grown in popularity during the pandemic, which is, uh, I don't know, I, I can't say I, I would have thought of that, but, but apparently it has. Tell me about that. It was really growing fast before. And then during the pandemic, you know, their growth quadrupled last year. They basically did, you know, $100 million uh, worth of cameos. And it was one of those many, you know, businesses that really took off, you know, during the pandemic. You know, you got a lot of people sitting around, um, you know, uh, during COVID with, with not a lot to do. So you had more people ordering the shout outs. Celebrities certainly have more time to do it. So it really turned out to be a great boost for a company that already was growing really fast. 
I feel like, and this is just kind of anecdotally what I saw on social media, but I feel like I saw a lot of people going, Hey, you know, so-and-so, sorry, I can't be with you on your birthday. Here's your favorite celebrity. You know, I, I feel like I saw a lot of that kind of thing, kind of making up for not being able to be together. You can like your mom or somebody, this shout out from her favorite celebrity. Yeah. Nobody wants a pandemic, but certainly, uh, you know, the, the circumstances just really were, were tailor-made for, for Cameo. Something to perk you up, something you can do inherently long distance, just a, uh, you know, great moments uh, where the technology sort of meets the opportunity and, and they were right there. You know, one of those handful of companies that, uh, that really sort of surprisingly did well, you know, during a pandemic, um, you know, not, not unlike, you know, things like Zoom, right? Good business before a pandemic, but becomes a really good business during a pandemic. And so the question is going to be now, what happens to the company? Can it keep growing? And that's always been sort of the question with Cameo. You know, the company just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the question is, you know, how, how much more running room do they have? And, you know, after a pandemic, do you keep growing at the same rate? And, you know, that'll be the question for investors. Do you have any indication what this funding will mean for the company, what they plan to do with it? Well, they'll, you know, basically continue to invest in, in doing what they're doing, but doing it better. So they'll invest in the product. You know, the scale of technology, consumer-driven technology like that is really crucial. So they'll keep investing in that. The other thing is they'll, you'll likely see some new products. They've, you know, in addition to the, the product that most people know them for, they've also introduced some things, you know, such as, uh, you know, sort of live chats. They've also done some celebrity endorsements for businesses. So they've introduced some new products and they'll continue to do that as well and just see, you know, how far can you take the company? Are there other products uh, alongside it that you can create? And can you grow the audience for the product that you got? I'm trying to think what celebrity shout out we could get for the podcast, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we could, we could definitely get one. Yeah, I'm sure we could. We just maybe need a famous voice in every episode. I'm sure Cranes would spring for that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so what will you be watching most about Cameo moving forward? How they scale from here. So they've gotten to a point where it's big. It's gotten a lot of attention. It's gotten a lot of money. So where do you go from here? Can you know? Can you take it to that next level? Because obviously the expectation is, can you keep it growing? Um, at, at, you know, at a really high percentage. And nobody really knows. You know, it's sort of a new category. And they've got some competitors as well um, who've recently raised some money. You know, that's really what you're gonna gonna want to see is can this company get bigger? You know, keep adding investment, adding products, adding employees, uh, and you know, can they, um, you know, basically outrun, uh, outrun the competitors? Yeah, I think there's a lot of companies that kind of have this question mark, this post-pandemic question mark of will the success that they saw during the pandemic, that was just kind of a convergence of circumstances that worked in their favor, will that continue? And, and I think this is another one of those examples. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, with a, a company that's really gotten a tailwind, you know, it's just, will it, Will it keep going? That's, you know, that's what makes startups so exciting to watch, you know, is, uh, you know, can they, can they keep going? And, you know, sometimes companies, um, you know, they, they hit an air pocket as, as, you know, as they're on the rise and others just keep, keep going up and nobody really knows what to expect. But Cameo has had a really surprising track record so far, you know, just continued to, to grow at every turn. And, you know, it, it looked interesting to begin with and kind of curious and, you know, now it's, you know, it's, it's real. Now it's worth a billion dollars. Indeed. Well, we, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So we will all keep turning to you for the latest. I'm sure we'll hear lots more about Cameo and what they do from here. Thanks so much for being with us today. Glad to do it. Thanks, Amy. Coming up on today's top stories, getting married? Well, good luck to you finding a venue. Couples who postponed weddings due to the pandemic are now competing for spaces with those who've more recently gotten engaged. And it isn't pretty. Don't forget... Crane's Daily Gist has a newsletter. It's the Morning 10. They're the 10 stories that will fuel a smarter workday. To subscribe, visit chicagobusiness.com slash morning 10. Imagine if you had a Google Maps for your business, visualizing your path, guiding you to your destination while constantly optimizing your route to avoid accidents or traffic jams. Salonis's execution management system does exactly that. It pulls data from your existing systems, visualizes any business process, and automatically recommends or automates actions to take to achieve your business goals. Companies like Uber, Dell, Siemens, and L'Oreal are using Salonis to improve their processes and maximize their company's potential. Visit salonis.com slash get dash started to learn how your company can unlock its full potential. You're listening to Crane's Daily Gist with Amy Guth. An Ohio real estate firm that's bought several suburban Chicago apartment complexes over the past seven years is now putting one up for sale, hoping to cash out amid big demand for suburban rentals. The firm, Connor Group, has hired brokerage Newmark to sell the Glenmuir of Naperville apartment complex on Rockport Lane. That according to industry newsletter Real Estate Alert, which reported the property could fetch bids of around $102 million. Connor paid $61.8 million in 2014 for the more than 300-unit property, making the potential sale price point a testament to the suburban apartment market that's performed well during the COVID-19 crisis. Reporter Danny Ecker is covering the story in detail at chicagobusiness.com. Suburban apartments are one of the bright spots as far as commercial property goes during the pandemic. They were doing well before, and then there was both this residential shift toward the suburbs over the past 12 months and renters in the suburbs that were staying put as opposed to relocating. So, That explains why suburban apartment occupancy actually ticked up year over year in the fourth quarter. We'll see how well the market fares over the next couple years, given that there is actually quite a bit of new supply in the works. Uh, Integra Realty Resources said earlier this month that there were about 3,500 apartment units under construction in the suburbs, and that developers were on pace to complete more units than in any year since at least 1996. So this will be another interesting property sector to watch as an indicator of the Chicago area's demographic shift coming out of the pandemic. A year into the COVID-19 pandemic, more than a third of Illinois' small businesses are still closed or have closed for good. That according to new research that puts the state's recovery slightly behind that of the country as a whole. The difference between Illinois and everywhere else is relatively small, though, especially when compared to other big states like California and New York. And though the group that's releasing the data argues it's a good reason to reject tax hikes proposed by Governor J.B. Pritzker, that idea will likely not be universally shared in Springfield. The new data comes from a tracker put together by researchers at Harvard and Brown universities and as crunched by the Illinois Policy Institute, a Chicago-based conservative think tank and advocacy group. Specifically, it took a look at changes in the number of small businesses generally defined as those with fewer than 500 workers. 
Researchers found that the number of small businesses operating today is down 35.3 percent in Illinois, comparing the January 2020 total with that of March 12th of this year. Not surprisingly, the decrease is worse in the hard-hit hospitality and leisure sectors, which are off more than 50 percent than in professional services, which saw a 23 percent drop. And Illinois' 35.3 percent decline compares to a 32.6 percent drop nationally. That's close to the 35 percent and just over the 30 4% drops in California and New York, respectively, and not that much different than the 31.5% reduction in wide-open Florida. But it is higher than any other Midwestern state except for Michigan, which saw a 38.2% drop. High failure rates are common in industries like restaurants, with roughly 60% closing nationally within their first year of operation. IPI argues that combined with other data, that Pritzker was too aggressive in imposing business restrictions to fight the pandemic. In response, Pritzker's office cited a statement by the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity that said due to the efforts the administration has made to support businesses, gross state product, quote, is moving in the right direction, while COVID mitigation policies have saved lives. Beyond that, the Harvard study is based on credit transactions, it points out, and therefore excludes some of the smallest businesses. And it said that all states with large metro areas are suffering large declines in the number of small businesses, including Florida. And despite the pandemic, Illinois added 170,000 new businesses last year, which is the sixth largest gain of the 50 states. With ComEd and parent company Exelon pretty much on the sidelines as the state struggles with its energy future, organized labor is looking to step into the gap. A coalition of unions representing workers operating, maintaining, and building power plants is supporting legislation introduced in the State House and Senate that would bail out financially troubled nuclear plants that otherwise might close, as well as increase ratepayer-financed money for new wind and solar development. The coalition, which is known as Climate Jobs Illinois, is pushing the Climate Union Jobs Act, which basically looks to preserve thousands of union jobs at plants at risk of closing, while also creating new jobs in the growing green energy sector. The bill would require developers of renewable projects to use union labor if they're getting financial support from the state. The labor-backed legislation would double the budget for new renewable projects and likely add another couple of dollars to customers' bills. But the measure would support four nuclear plants rather than just the two that already get extra funding. So even if the benefit were less per plant, it's theoretically possible that at least another $2 monthly could be added to surcharges that would bring such charges benefiting specific power facilities and environmental programs to more than $10 monthly on average. Given that ComEd employs union workers as well, the coalition's bill would end formula rate setting, the annual change in utility delivery rates that's at the center of ComEd's bribery and influence scandal to win past support in Springfield. Getting married? Well, good luck finding a venue. Couples who postponed weddings in 2020 are now competing for spaces with those who have more recently gotten engaged. And spots with outdoor space? Securing such a venue is basically winning the Chicago wedding jackpot. One event venue manager told Cranes the venue is already booking into 2023 and planning to host two weddings per weekend this summer, as well as many on weekdays. The Chicago History Museum also reported seeing couples moving events from other states to Illinois and vice versa due to travel restrictions. As of the end of March, indoor and outdoor spaces are limited to 50% capacity or 100 people, whichever is fewer. But the capacity of any event must be in line with capacity rules on the date of the event, not the date that it's booked. 
And so the pent-up demand for venues, especially outdoor venues, is impacting just about every aspect of the wedding industry at a time when COVID restrictions change frequently and nothing is yet certain. The owner of a wedding venue in Logan Square told Cranes that the 2021 calendar was already starting to fill up pre-pandemic, but they had to push the majority of their 2020 clients to 2021. Now all Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays this year are booked with the exception of two Sundays around the holidays. And he said they're pushing couples to 2022, but are still fielding a fair amount of 2023 inquiries as well. Find more in-depth reporting on this story at chicagobusiness.com. And that's Crane's Daily Gist for now. Our continuous news feed lives at chicagobusiness.com. Thanks so much to our guest today, Crane's senior reporter, John Pletz. Be sure to subscribe to these conversations on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your audio on demand. And find hashtag Crane's Daily Gist on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and let's continue talking there about these and other business stories. Our show is produced by Todd Manley at Earsight Studios. I'm Amy Guth. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll meet you right back here next time.